Hello, are you a scumbag junkie or some worthless coquette, boozebag loser with little to no hope left? Or maybe you're a stoner, scrambling around all day hopelessly from one hit to the next, hoping your buddy still has their sweet connect to that fire shit. Is your life in the toilet? Well, don't fret. We have good news. We have a ticket out of this life of restlessness, irritability, and discontentment. Now, I know what you're thinking. Another detox? Another rehab? Fucking AA meetings. Nope, it's something new. And now, I know, you dumb new school kids in the back are like, it's Kratom or Kava or Melatonin or some shit. No, no, no. And before you ask, no, it is not some outpatient program where you sit around with other losers and lament all the dumb shit you've done. No, our solution is finally easy. Really easy. Just plant your dumbass in front of the computer and listen to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. That's right. Listen to 24 to 36 hours straight and watch your cravings just melt away. That's right, Dopey, on the dark comedy of drug addiction. It's free and it works. Next time you have a craving, don't call the man. Tune in to Dopey. Note, side effects of Dopey may include stupidity, restless leg syndrome, compulsivity to eat chocolate, and the need to say toodles. Also, Dopey will not cure any sort of actual withdrawal or any symptom of drug addiction, alcoholism, or craving. If you feel any actual symptoms or hopelessness, you should probably check into detox or find the nearest meeting. Thank you. And here's Dave and Chris. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. My name is Chris. How are you doing, Chris? This is Dave talking. We're going to play the intro, right? Nah. No, we're doing playing the intro. No. So I'm in control, so you... You want to do that same intro? Which intro? The second one. The new one. The new one. So now you're going to do that new one for the next... The next bunch of episodes until... See, I'm going to have to have him record three intros from now on, because you can't handle... I love that. It makes us feel official. So you're going to use that one, or you're going to use the old one? I feel like we've arrived. You're going to use that one, or you're going to use the old one? I'm going to use the one we did in the last episode. What's up with you? I'm just killing. Killing it. I'm going to say chilling. I'm just chilling. Killing it. I'm killing. Good. Should we start this over? No, it's fine. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're upset. You, you got you got so like brazen that you were going to start the episode yourself because you never do that. Well, don't analyze me. That was what. And then you feel stupid because you are stupid. Before we started the last episode, I posted a video uh, getting tacos at Taco Bandito down the street. It's an amazing uh, Chino Mexicano establishment. And I asked for people to comment to their questions. And we've gotten, uh, we just, so far we've gotten several questions. That's awesome, but we're not doing that now. No, we're going to do a couple of them. No, we're, we're not. Do one of them. No, we're, we're not. Do one. I, no, we're not. We're I, calling Alana so we can call the interns. No, I, we have one really you short mother. One. We're doing this. It's Ugh. one, it's the, literally one word answer. I'm, okay. I want you yes. to answer Okay, great. One, okay? Yes. The answer is no. G da distio. G da Davistito says, did I hear you bleep a cuss word in an episode? Are you being pressured to clean up the show? And if so, do you think it's counterintuitive to the show's premise of the naked truth and possibly off-putting to those fans that like the rawness of the show? I'm going to field this question. (laughs) You're an idiot. The answer is no. The only thing we bleep are last names and where I work. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's it. Yeah. I don't mean to call you an idiot, but no. No, he's an idiot. How can we fucking bleep fucking... It was a very well-written question, though. It's got to be bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke. It can't be true. It can't be. No. All right, so we call Alana... I want to call the interns. You want to call Alana? I told Alana we call her. She's got to be up at 5 a.m. You know what you say about your word? 
My word is my bond. So just call her up. Okay, this is Alana D, hot girl fucked by life, aka, AKA white Lamborghini Kutash or something. Yeah. You hold the phone. Okay. Make sure you hold it right here, just like that. Just like that. Hello? Hey, Lana. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Mm, just, 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 I'm dead. I'm Photoshop. We tried to get to you more quickly, but the last episode we talked about expressing dogs' anal glands for too long. Oh my god, I watched a YouTube video about that, like, I don't know, last week? See, she knows about it. Alana, are you one of these, are you one of these people that if you see, like, somebody with a pimple, you have to pop the pimple? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, Alana, so, first of all, why the change from Hot Girl Fucked by Life to White Lamborghini Countach? I knew this question was going to come. I think, like, I was definitely hot girl fucked my life through and through. Are you feeling less hot or are you feeling less fucked by life? I think I feel, well, a little bit of both, let's be honest. But (laughs) I think a a little less fucked by life. I think, like, two years deep into recovery, I'm like... I'm like, I guess I'm not so miserable anymore, believe it or not. And I was like, man, my whole demeanor was always so, like, negative and vile. And I was like, as I met more people through work and uh, school and stuff, they were like, what's up with that? Because they never knew, like, old fucked up me. And then it was like, then I'd feel kind of, like, embarrassed and, like, um, like, I'm not really that fucked up anymore. I guess I didn't identify with it. So that's that's something good Something a little more PG. And what about Lamborghini? What's up with this Lamborghini thing? What is that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just, they just pulled it out of my ass. We need another name. I don't like that name. Is Countach, is that like pussy? No. Is it? No, oh, you <laughs> Is this type of Lamborghini? Well, I like it. Wait, what is it? It's pink. It's white Lamborghini Countach, right? I think it's a kind of Lamborghini. Yeah, it's just- Oh, yeah, like a type of Lamborghini. you're gross, Chris. Chris like, is gross. I he thinks you're talking about your pussy. He's I so it gross. Was sexual in your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get your mind out of Alana's pussy, Chris. It's <laughs> fucked up. Alana, is that a real gun when you post those pictures? Is it what? Is it a real gun when you're holding guns in pictures? What gun? Yeah, I saw you. You put, like you a, put a gun down your throat and shit. Yeah, you got a gun in your pussy. Oh, I think one. A real gun, actually. Really? Um, yeah. Is it heavy? It was my friend's, and I don't know. I have no idea how he got it, but there's, like, no guns in Canada, so it's even weirder. Oh, like, there's, wow. like, not... Alana, was it... Guns, Alana, was it... Not, Dr- like, in the States. Was it Drake's gun? Information. <laughs> now, now I want to move on really quickly. Alana, the formerly hot girl, fucked by life, now Lamborghini Countach, whatever, has taken over the dopey Instagram for a week. How was it? How did it go? How did the? Sorry, say that again. How did you? How did you like doing our Instagram? It's good. I like you posting. I, I, this was my first week back in in like my in 
school after the break. But it was good. I think everyone liked it, and everyone was, like, so nice. And, like, I already think in, like, the four or five posts that I did, I was did way better than you guys ever did. <laughs> oh, that's a direct insult it. on me. I, You know, I... I spend a lot of time screenshotting other people's posts and reposting them. Chris is such a nerd, right? He's such an Instagram nerd. What, what, do, you, what do you hate most about Chris's Instagram posts? What do I think of them? No, what do you hate most about Chris's stupid Instagram posts? Well, there's no, like, there's no, like, alg- there's no, like, consistency or, like, algorithm to it. And, like, it's, like, just all over the goddamn map. That is, no, that is the algorithm. It have, like, it's the essence of dopey. It's anti-algorithmic. That is my algorithm. It's a, what about the one? But, but Alana, what about the one about birds? See, that was good. I like the one about birds. You didn't like the I one was, of, I was thinking, What the fuck does this have to do with? That's why I liked it. It was Chris finally being himself. It was finally the biggest, the <laughs> dumbest I one coming out. I did like it for that reason. I did like it for that reason because I was like, he's out of his goddamn mind. But like. <laughs> He was finally not reposting. He was posting from the heart, <laughs> which I really like to see. Oh, I will say uh, that the original artwork you made, Alana, Dave wouldn't shut up about it. He fucking loved it. The dopey pill bottle with the things. Dave fucking loved it. Dude, they were so, like, um, they're classic. You have a great feel and a great style, which is why I want to ask you to be the first ever Art director of Dopey. <laughs> I do. You want to do it? Yeah, of course. So what I, are we going to do? Like, we're gonna, you're going to do clothes? You're going to do... What are we going to do? Oh, yeah, to help with clothes. Because we're, we're trying to get our online well, store up and going. People, people want... Yeah, people are like, we should put this on a shirt. Like, which would be so cool and easy. And then also, like, you should make a bunch of stickers and just, like, put them all over everywhere. All over... New York and like that's Canada. Like, that's cool. Yeah. All right, Dopey Nation. I've asked this before about a year ago. If we make stickers and we send them to you, will you put them up all over the place? Yeah. What, what do you say, Alana? You're in on this whole thing. One hundred percent. I mean, I I already made myself the art director before we even ever talked. So. It's the best. It's great. It's great news. But we we tried. We went around from one night walking around Manhattan and handing out um, dopey business cards. And we literally walked like in a line to the village, and then we walked back the same way we came. And it was literally like all the cards we hang out, we hand out, were on the, were on the they're on the ground. They're on the ground. We were like, I don't want this crap. But that was yeah, the. That's why you should leave stuff like that to me. Yeah. Not to mention, we didn't have stickers. Wait, say that again. People probably thought you guys were like Jehovah's Witnesses until you look at it. Yeah, we were creepy creeps. We were. Um, all right, Alana, we have to do... So I spoke with her via text message before she got on. We're going to do an Alana check-in with our art director, I don't know, every four or five episodes for like five or ten minutes. Alana, just to make this short and sweet, do you have any parting words, any little stories? You can save one for next time. Anything you want to add? I want to hear a fucked up story before she goes. Does she have one? You have a fuck- do you want to hear a fucked up story? Yeah. Okay, good. I gotta go on. I, I, it'll be a short one, too. Okay. I actually, and I totally, like, like, I think about my recovery, like, all day, every day. It's like, I, it's 
be part of my everything. But I, I totally forgot that this happened until today. And I was on the subway coming home, and I was, like, thinking about talking to you guys. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what I could tell them and then I uh wait I wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. wait wait one second did you have to say that you think about your recovery all day because you feel bad for what you're about to say right now <laughs> I mean <laughs> good for you that's a good preamble that's okay we do that stuff all the time hot girl fucked by life wouldn't have you know she wouldn't have prefaced what she's about to say but that fact that she thinks about recovery yeah but stupid white Lamborghini Countach prefaces it. With yes, she's not. Okay. It's not stupid. White it's Lamborghini. Co- you got to come up with a better thing. I like it. How about hot girl who loves life? Hot girl who loves life. As the official art director, I don't think you guys are going to say in anything. <laughs> okay, what's the story? What's the story? Um. Yeah. So I um I came to to Toronto and um. I was living with this girl, and I was thinking about leaving her name out. I know it's their last name, but I decided I'm going to say her name because it'll paint a better picture. So her name was Lana. My name's Alana. Hmm. We both basically looked the same. Blonde hair, blue eyes, like, dressed the same. And we were like this. And we lived together, and we shared a room, shared a bed, and we were just out of control. We were like this crazy little duo, and we just went on, like... I don't, we just did drugs all day, every day. And uh, we were brand new to Toronto, and we, we partied all the time. And, and we got here, and um, we met this guy, and he, he used to uh, throw these parties. And, like, we'd go every week, and he was so cute. We, we liked him. Yeah, we just had it. We had popcorn. And then one day after, like, last call here, he's like, oh, come back to our... Uh, our um, to my apartment, like, my, I think he, well, he was with his parents, though, but we were younger, like, we were, like, 18, so it wasn't totally pathetic, but we, we went back to this, like, crazy giant condo in Toronto, and we stayed up doing drugs all night, um, just chain smoking, I think we were just, like, laying in his bed, I think, nothing crazy happened, I think we just, like, maybe we had our shirts off, and we might have, like, all kissed and stuff, but nothing too crazy, but... We probably did drugs until, like, noon the next day. And then I got up and walked out in the living room, and it was, uh, this guy was there. His dad was in the in the living room. His and, dad? Um, his dad, yeah. But he, his dad had an eye patch, and he looked so familiar. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Also, like, who wears an eye patch? And then I was like, holy shit, it's Peter Cation from, like, so the... Whoa. Wait, who is it? The, the club owner from the limelight and the tunnel. Oh, oh okay. With the drug yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, and since there was, uh, he got busted for, like, tax evasion, and what they really tried to get him on was for, like, dr- uh, drug, um... Drug ring. I was a private eye because of him. And then, like, loosely with the, that murder by Michael Alec. Anyways, but, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got okay. him on tax evasion, and he got sent back to Canada, because he was originally from Canada. And, um, anyways, so his son was, like, ended up being kind of, like, took after him and was, like, this crazy party kid, and we used to hang out with him all the time, and then it was, like, this day, yeah, I stepped out of the living room, and I was like, holy shit, it's Peter Gation, like, making coffee in the, in the, in the kitchen, and we're, like, so fucking high, and I, and 
I mean, like, also, like, for, just to say, like, that was a terrible slippery slope because I was like, fuck, yeah, like, we're rock stars. And, like, <laughs> I mean, for how many rock star moments we really had, we had, you know, tenfold more of, like, pretty pathetic moments. But, yeah, that was a pretty, that was a pretty cool mo- moment. That's wild. <laughs> Crazy story. I'm sure, like, he was, like, I'm sure you were just, you know, hot girl fucked by life and hot girl fucked by life's friend. And that was like a day at the office for Peter Gation. He's like, oh, my yeah. son's a chip off the old block kind of thing. That's funny. Yeah, his son comes out, he gives his son a little pat on the back, you know, thumbs up or something. We're trying to get Michael Alec on Dopey. We have the lead on him, actually. Yeah. I'm really? sure he's not that, that hard to be. pin down. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be... Is he, where is he now? Like, He's he somewhere in New York. I mean, last thing I read is he got out of prison and he was living in New York and they had, like, really strict parameters for his release. He's a murderer. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a creepy yeah. dopey. Oh, okay, also, another really funny thing. Remember last t- time we talked? Um, we, I was talking about my uh, jail pen pal. Yes. So anyways, I, I talked to him. I was like, oh, he, like... I tell him, you know, just everything I do in a day. I think I was on this podcast, Sophie, blah, blah, blah. And I just said it in passing. And then he he got a hold of his friend, and he told me that his friend started playing them over the phone for him. And then he's like, I listened to your podcast. Like, my friends were playing them, playing them, and then holding it up against the phone so he could listen while he's in jail. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's a very expensive to listen to Dopey that way. Alana, you're really, you really, I think the next thing to change now that you've changed the hot girl fucked by life is the proximity to murderers in prison and stuff. I think that this is going to be, this needs to, that's the next thing to change, okay, Alana? I know, I don't have a lot, a lot of my, uh, I don't have a lot of supporters for this one. Hey, they need connection too. I'm sure a lot of them are real sweethearts, and I have no problem with them. I'm worried about our art director. You know, like you know, I'm worried about our art. Yeah, I'm worried about that our art isn't going to come out. No, but I, 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 this is the next thing. I mean, these are these are old uh, behaviors that don't necessarily net Maybe new this results. Is a new behavior. Listen, you're annoying. Mm. He's getting that face. <laughs> He's getting that stupid face. Alana, get over the the well. I hear what you're saying. You want me to say yeah, nice things about the want, prisoners. I want, to, I want them to make original dopey art. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be like, wild. Have some crazy guys have in jail. Have you, so, Alana, in the United States, they pass this, uh, There's they call it murderabilia. So there were these murderers that were, like, doing paintings, and they were, like, fetching, like, really, really good prices. Like, people wanted to pay all this money to get, like, a painting done by some famous serial killer. And Bush, fetching. And Bush actually passed a law that said that they can't profit from selling artwork that they make in prison. And he, uh, uh, and now they still can sell it, but, the, like, the proceeds have to go directly to charity or to, like, the families of the, the victims. That makes sense, well, though. Yeah. What? I don't know about that. I don't know, like, because I know that a lot of my... But they could pay for their, um... Um... Some com... Maybe some commissary and, like, to pay some of their, like, court fees or whatever. Yeah. Like, trade. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to read another I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too sure about that, but... Hmm. I mean... Alana, have you, have you watched the movie Bronson? Mm-hmm. No? 
No. Watch that tonight. It's very artsy. It's about Charlie Bronson. That's not his real name, but that's what he goes by. He's the most notorious prisoner in uh, in England. He went to, to prison for like two years, ended up doing like 30 years. He was a bare-knuckle boxer uh, and a circus strongman, and he just loved being in prison. He like got off on it, and he would just beat everybody oh, up, and he'd strip naked and grease himself up with butter and take on all the guards. Watch Bronson. you like it. Look at you, Chris, knowing and, the movie. And, and, and so he's published, he's published, like, multiple books. One is Solitary Fitness, Getting Ripped in Confined Spaces. Lana, well, this see, seems this like is, the movie he, of your he, dreams he, here. He, he, he I just, know. Uh, so Google Charlie Bronson artwork. So he's really into his, his pictures are okay, but he draws stuff all the time, and he publishes book about exercising in a cell. Oh my god! Actually, one of my inmates made me a workout routine for my house because I was like, I want to go to the gym. One of your inmates? Is, <laughs> they're your inmates now? Yes. My, my inmates. <laughs> one of my inmates. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? This is a problem. All right, Alana, we gotta go. Wait, wait, wait gotta, before before you wait, wait, hold on, Alana, Alana, how many inmates do you have? <laughs> like, like ten. Oh wow! You see it's what nice. I'm saying? Ten. Yeah, I, that's. Like, that's scary because I mean I feel like at a certain point one of them is going to come after you. <laughs> at a certain point, yeah. like, I wanted my hot girl fucked by it. life, you not gotta, by Lamborghini. You got to you got to only communicate to people who have life without. You know they life can't without. be getting parole. Yeah, yeah. But what if that gets overturned? <laughs> Alana, just start. Start. Come just on. Take care yourself. Protect yourself. Yeah. You get me nervous. I know. I- <laughs> I know. At this point, I'm in over my head once again. Yeah. Once again. Okay, Alana, we gotta go, but fucking watch Bronson ASAP. It's played by Tom Hardy, who is a recovering crackhead. He plays Charlie Bronson. Look at Chris knowing stuff. Amazing. Yeah. And then Alana, let's let's get some art. Let's get some some clothes designs, and uh, let's let's turn this to the next level, and we could all start making some money. And you're sure Kuntosh doesn't mean pussy? It's not yeah. Poontosh, it's Coontosh. That's what I said. Google, use it. Uh, all right. Thanks, Alana. Thank you, it's great Alana. to hear you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to hear from you guys. Bye. Okay, later. <laughs> Bye. Did she say toodles? I think she did. And look at you knowing movies and stuff. Yeah, Charlie Bronson. It's impressive. I mean, Tom Hardy. All right. You know Tom Hardy? I think he was bisexual at one point, too. Why? Why do you think that? Because I read something where he talked about it or something. I and mean, he's married or something. Now. Before we take any more steps forward, she's going to take a deep breath, right? I'm going to read another comment off of Instagram. Uh, no, not yet. A question. No, no, not yet. Not yet. I got to do what something do you mean, first. not yet? I mean, just relax. Hold your horses. Just calm. I, You're getting to that bad place. But bad. You don't like that place because you have no control when I get to that okay. place. Okay. Just so you guys know, this episode is brought to you by Work at Clinic. Now open in California and Michigan. Get treatment from your living room. I think you could use some treatment from your living room. Um, I don't have a living room. You don't? No. How about a living room? Living room. <laughs> Do you have a living room? Living room. Um, Work It Clinic provides online counseling, online evidence-based lessons. What are online evidence-based lessons? It's probably psychoeducation. That would be a lesson. But evidence-based therapy is like CBT. Usually. Online evidence-based lessons that help you live without drugs and medication-assisted treatment like Suboxone. There you go. When needed. Your Work It program can be done together with the 12 steps 
or as a standalone solution. Get help at home. Visit workathealth.com slash dopey now. That's great. To sign in or just... <laughs> when he farts, he like leans over, he sticks his butt out. You can't be if we're doing he, that. He here. does this little <laughs> smile like he's Jody Foster. It's not professional. It, it is like so <laughs> repugnant. He gets this look. He's like, hmm. We're trying and to he money farts. Here. What are you doing? It's like, I don't I know what you're doing. Here you didn't draw attention you, to it. You, you made that face. You arch your whole body. You put your ass to the side. And you have a little honk of your horn. It's like, you got problems. A honk of my horn. All right, I'm going to back up. A honk of my horn. <laughs> a little honk of the horn. All right. Get treatment from your living room. Work at clinic. Per, I, you see, blew everything. You totally destroyed my concentration. Provides online counseling, online evidence-based lessons that help you live without drugs and medication-assistant treatment like Suboxone when needed. Your work at program can be done together with the 12 steps or as a standalone solution. Get help at home. You should get help at home. Visit workathealth.com slash dopey now to sign up or just to get more info. That's W-O-R-K-I-T-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash dopey. Is it backslash dopey or is it slash dopey? I think it's just a slash. <laughs> I don't know which is which. Try both. I think it's just a slash. But seriously, though, Work at Health is pretty fucking cool. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I checked out some of their stuff and it was pretty nice. Good. Yeah. That's great. So let's go to your questions. Okay. And then we're going to circle back and do another mention of Work at Health. Guys, go check it out. Just for real. Just relax. <laughs> didn't, we did our thing. Just calm down. All right. You want another question? The yeah. questions are all really serious. Yeah, okay. I thought it was like... I like that last question. Did you turkey-based math? But no. So, um, I'm going to do an easy one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still... My favorite is uh, Jed I Am. Uh, Jed from Church and Other Drugs. Yeah. He said, what's the deal with airline food? That's good. Um, I'm just going to read a bunch of them. Do you ever use food to numb your emotions and sobriety? Every I day. I sure as hell do from time to time. Yes. Uh, what are both of your top five favorite musicians? Ha ha. Do you guys have any reservations about drinking or using? Why are we answering any questions? Because there's so many. Dude, who are your top five musicians? Uh, little Yachty. Seriously. Young boy, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> Chris, this is a really good question. Who are your top five musicians? Oh, God. Are you dead serious? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pink Floyd, Bob Marley, um, Steel Pulse. Uh, Time out. Name. No, no, we're not doing no, this. No, no, no. Just chill, chill. <laughs> I want you to name. I don't listen to albums. That's what are you going to okay. start doing albums. And I, don't even, I, just, I just. What are I your just, favorite Pink Floyd Songs. The wall is great. The whole, all of the wall. I like Echoes, which I know Division Bell. I like the the their more recent album, which I know everybody hates. Name three members of Pink Floyd. Um, Your favorite artist. Uh, <laughs> well, Sid Barrett was at one point, but he's defunct. I liked him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there are two more. Uh, the guy. Uh, <laughs> David Gilmore. Yes. Fucking shredder. All right. <laughs> he shreds he the does, Yes, he does. That's all I got. Okay. Now, Bob Marley. What do you, what do you know about Bob Marley? Uh, you know, it's really... 
<laughs> it was really funny. It was I went to, and I was in like sixth grade. We had to do this like presentation, and I elected to do it on Bob Marley. Okay. And we had like weeks to prepare it in the library, and we like use the internet. And this is back in the day, dude. This is uh-huh. like. Like ninety five. Okay. So like it's like you know it's like a part of it is like learning how to search on the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we've been literally going to the library for like a while, maybe like weeks. And you know, I'm supposed to be researching Bob Marley all day. Everybody's researching their products, and I'm just fucking off. I'm doing nothing, right? And my friend, <laughs> my friend told me Bob Marley died of a heroin overdose, right? And that's all I knew about Bob Marley. And so my teacher comes over, and I remember his name was Mr. Wilkins, and he's a pretty cool dude. And he's like, like he knows. How old were you? He knows I'm doing. We're in like sixth grade, and he knows. And so your friend tells you, <laughs> in sixth grade, with your whole life is in front of you. Yeah. You haven't done heroin at this no. point. No, you haven't done drugs. No, you maybe you drank a little bit. No, I didn't drink okay. till seventh. So grade. you are an innocent. <laughs> yeah. You pick Bob Marley as your topic, yeah. and your friend tells you. That Bob Marley dies of a heroin overdose. That's all I knew, yeah. This is like weird foreshadowing, isn't it? <laughs> Not really. Dude, anyway, please. I, did I die of a heroin overdose? No, but you had several. I'm sure your friend didn't have any heroin overdoses. <laughs> so anyways, my teacher comes over, and he knows I'm doing nothing. And he goes, tell me something about Bob Marley. He goes, tell me anything about Bob Marley. And I'm like, well, he died of a heroin overdose. And what did your teacher say? He's like, no, he didn't. He died of cancer. You know, he died of cancer. He was playing soccer. He hurt his foot. His foot hurt. He went in. And it turns out he had cancer. He elected not to do treatment, and then he elected to do treatment at the end, and it was too late, and he died. He was very depressed. I think he cheated on Rita a bunch, um, and he had dreads, big old dreads. Um, what about the music? But I don't want to even talk about that. This is you like that old fucking acoustic Bob Marley? I like the new, well produced shit. You're so stupid. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, you're you saying that you, you don't know anything. <laughs> but um, it's interesting. I have this buddy who um, I work with. You like him from my pilot, Lenny. Lenny is obsessed with um, uh, conspiracies, okay? And uh, Lenny sends me a different conspiracy like every day on Instagram, which is odd. But this one really, really st- stuck with me. And I want to share it with you now that we're talking about this. You're said, just talking more to fill the gap while you find it, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. But uh, it's very interesting to me. So let's just keep... Ah, look at this. Read the headline. CI agent confesses on deathbed I killed Bob Marley. Now watch. I told Lenny that I couldn't figure out how to read the article. He's like, press click it. <laughs> He's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> And I was like, okay, I clicked it. Now what? He goes, you see those dots? That means you can swipe. Yeah. A 79-year-old retired officer of the CIA, Bill Oxley, made a series of stunning confessions since he was admitted to the Mercy Hospital in Maine on Monday and told he has weeks to live. He claimed he committed 17 assassinations for the American government between 1974 and 1985, including the music icon Bob Marley. Mr. Oakley, who worked with the CIA for 29 years in opera, claimed he was often used as a hitman for an uh, organization to assassinate individuals who could represent a threat to the goals of the agency. Um, blah, blah, blah. More about the CIA. He was a sniper. Right, blah, so blah, some, blah, some blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Um, the others were assholes. 
Bob Marley was Bob Marley. I was no closer to being a long-haired hippie back then than I am now, but I must admit Bob's music did move me. He claimed he had mixed feelings on Bob Marley's death. On one hand, he was a good man, a beautiful soul with profound artistic gifts, uh, who did not deserve to have his life cut short. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Um, But this is where it gets interesting, I think. It's not like we didn't warn him. We sent a few guys to shoot up his house in, in Kingston. That was before the the Jamaica Free Concert, and he did the song Ambush in the Night. He got shot twice. But the interesting thing to me is that... What? None of this is interesting. Okay. He gave... He, he used press credentials to gave to gain access to Bob Marley during his Blue Mountains retreat. He introduced himself as a famous photographer working for the New York Times and gave Mar- Bob Marley a gift. I gave him a pair of Converse All-Stars, size 10. When he tried on the right shoe, he screamed, Ouch! Boy! The shoe don't fit! No. <laughs> um, that was it. His life was over right there and then. The nail in the shoe was tainted with cancer viruses and bacteria. If it pierced his skin, which it did, it was good night nurse. Uh, can you believe that story? Yeah, it tied in with what I just said. That he died of a heroin overdose? No, that he uh, had cancer of the foot. I'm just saying, do you think it's possible that, that CIA people are killing people with shoes, with nails that have cancer on I them? I think it's more likely that he has dementia and that he worked for the CIA and some crazy stuff's coming up. Maybe it's true. I love Bob Marley. Um, yeah, but you like his old stuff. I like everything. I'm a real fan, you know? Okay, let's do a little Bob Marley song. You What's can your sing. favorite Bob Marley song? No, no, we gotta. I gotta read one more, more stuff on here. Just relax. Ugh. What's my favorite Bob We're Marley song? Dopey. We're not doing Bob Marley. My favorite Bob Marley song. What's your favorite Bob Marley song? You fucking like idiot. Bad card. Let's do bad card. That's you like know bad my, card. I know it very well. It's a great song. I actually. My band used to cover it. Actually bad card. changes over time. You know. What does? My favorite songs. I cycle through different. Here, stuff. Are you ready? Yeah. Can you do it? No. Um, no, I can't. You go out tired to see me face. Can't get me out of the race. Oh man, you say I'm in your face. And then you draw back card. Draw back card. I make you draw back card. Propaganda spreading over my name Say you want to bring another life to shame Oh man, he's just playing a game And then you draw a bad card Draw a bad card I make you draw a bad card You make wrong moves I make you draw a bad card Here we go I want to disturb my neighbor Cause I'm feeling so right Alright, alright I'm really impressed that you know Bad Card It's a good song I think my whole opinion of you has dramatically changed Um I think the guitar was out of tune Alright, do you want to read another question? Here's a good one Do y'all got any near-death experiences not including overdose? 
when I was a kid, I almost died a bunch of times. But I don't remember that. Why? You're sick. Yeah. Um, besides that, um, no, no, I can't think of any. Hmm. I can't think of any. I broke my neck and my back. Yeah. Bleeding in my brain, lost a third of my blood, hmm. spleen removed, all sorts of stuff. I was on a commercial in Maine where they hired actors, like ski people, to reenact skiing, and then they interviewed me and my mom and my dad. After the injury? Yeah, to raise money for the hospital. It was just like a local thing. How was that a answer? They the were question? like, because that was a near-death experience. I almost died from three separate things. What else you got? For death? Sure. Uh, I had a bunch of shit that probably, I mean, besides over, I jumped off a swing when I was drunk once and I landed on my head and knocked myself out and like, which just went limp and like slid several feet. I spun out on the highway. I got in several car accidents. Literally did totally spun out on the highway once that there was nobody coming. I once spun out on the highway and I, it was so bad. I was driving my girlfriend's grandmother's Saturn. It was a new car and they gave me the car and I like... I, like, only drove it on heroin. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I was always on heroin, so I always drove it on heroin. It was in Los Angeles. And uh, I, it was a little peppy car, and I remember it was one day I was driving up to uh, La Cañada on the 10 freeway, I think, in California. Yeah. And uh, it was raining, and I, I'm, just, I'm a bad driver normally. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, on, so on a heroin, how do you know? You're not even driven You have to thing. back your car out of the driveway. That's because I, 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 defer, I defer to you. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, on heroin, I was very bad, and I was also like... And didn't you total my, something over on the FDR with somebody once? No. Yeah, you cut over several lanes, and you get no, What are you talking? You're making you, it you up. told me back back it was one of your old dopey stories. You were in the car. No, that was somebody else's somebody story. Somebody else was driving? It was somebody else's story. You were with them in the car. I'm positive. No. I'm positive. No, it was that story about the guy who backed up on the FDR. I don't remember. No, you were in the I've car. I've never... Listen, stop putting me someplace that I wasn't. I think I'm you're with Jeremy. His name is Jeremy. Jeremy. No. You never got in a car accident with Jeremy. No. No. But in California, I did get hit on the 10, and it was, and I spun out so bad, and I was so high that I thought I flew. We, I thought the car went airborne, spun in the air over the divider, and wound up on the other side. But it didn't happen like that. But then the cops came. Somehow they didn't notice that I was really high. Yeah. And I drove off. It was like your friend's story. You got in an accident on the FDR. Maybe it was the West Side Highway. I swear to God, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Positive. I got into so many accidents. You cut through several lanes and you hit somebody. And it was like the one time you were driving some car and you were with your friend. No. I remember them telling it. And you didn't even remember it. A, <laughs> I still don't remember it. <laughs> All right, let me all decide there's a lot of recovery questions. By the way, this this fucking question and answer thing sucks. I thought there's okay. Here, Dave, will you keep this podcast a secret from your daughter? How much do you tell her about your past? My, what will you tell her when she's a teenager, Chris? If when you have you kids, have to, how yeah, will you approach like, talking to them about drinking and drug use? Why don't you let me Love answer you the guys. question? I'm reading the whole question. Then you can answer. It's a turn-based system. Who's that? What's a turn. <laughs> what's a turn-based system? <laughs> That's Amy Bunny. Amy Bunny. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I tell 
you know, I think she knows about Dopey already, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, and she's going to be eight next yeah, week. Yeah, she said, Daddy, what's Dopey once, didn't she? That's because Linda, like, talks about it all the time to throw it in my face. But um, I think that... Why does uh, she throw it in your face? I don't... Because I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> this going to be a lost episode. You're going to break the only rule of Dopey. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell don't you... Don't anger Linda. Last night, um, putting Nora to bed... She says, um, "It's talking put about her friend." Put dopey on. You're really, you're really, you're really going for it. No, she says, "I'm not going to say her friend's name." Uh, a friend of hers. Uh, she said her friend's parents aren't together anymore, and I said, "Oh, well, that's too bad." And he, she said, "Yeah, the father drank a lot of terrible drugs." And now the mother doesn't want to be with him. The father drank a lot of terrible drugs. Did you laugh at all? No. I said, oh. I said, what happened? And she said, I don't know. But now she doesn't see her father because he drank terrible drugs. And all I could think was how lucky I am. Does she know that you... No. Is she she innocent saying that maybe because she's afraid like something might happen? What do you mean? She's afraid that you might drink horrible drugs? No, she knows, like, she knows that, like, the rest of the family drinks alcohol and I don't. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, yeah. you know, I haven't done drugs around, you know, it's, I, I don't seem like that kind of a figure. Yeah. But it's like, there's a bunch of friends in her life, and we shouldn't, we should stop talking about this in a second. Yeah. But, but whose parents are, like, still using our yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking such a joy. To be on the other side of it. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm ashamed of doing dopey, yeah. but I, at least we don't have to be ashamed of doing dope. Yeah. You know, and like, I get to be a father and, and I get to be present. And uh, and when she's a teenager, I'm not going to talk about dopey. I don't want her to listen to dopey. To be honest with the dopey nation, I don't want any, I want, I don't want anyone to listen to dopey, but I want everyone to listen to dopey. <laughs> like when I talk to people about dopey, I say, I have this amazing podcast but don't listen to <laughs> that's, that's exactly... I get that sentiment because I'm like, I want people to listen to Dopey and then they're like, what episode? And I'm like, um... Actually, don't uh, listen to it. Like, yeah, you should, Never mind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like... It's like... I think Dopey... I think it's amazing that the people who listen to it like it. Yeah. You know, because anybody else, you can't possibly well, I get like them. I like doing it. I have fun doing it, all right? Oh, what's your question? What are you going? What are you going to tell your kids? I don't know. I've actually thought about it a fair amount, um, and how to approach it maybe a little differently than my parents did, which was they just kind of crossed their fingers and hoped nobody got the thing. Do you know what I mean? And they, they had you got the. It thing. wasn't more about the. Pa- I knew my dad was sober. You know what I mean? But um, like when it came out, I learned about like basically how seriously it affected my family, my extended family, um, to the point where like you know it caused health problems and killed you know my uncle. Um, when my daughter gets to be the age that drugs are an issue, I'm going to sit her down and I'm going to say, I'm going to tell her my story. Yeah. Not necessarily about dopey. I'm going to yeah. tell her my story, and I'm going to tell her that. Uh, Drugs are really dangerous, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell her that she has very, very high chance of carrying a gene yeah. that will destroy her. Yeah, you know, and she needs to know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like I can't can't tell her what to do. Yeah, I think it's what's important. I mean, 
is to foster a relationship with whoever it is that's a loved one where if they do have an issue, you're somebody that they would come to for help. Right. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I would never say, it would just, I know if, if my child is anything like me, don't do this, because I might as well be saying, do it. I think I would just temper that with saying, like, if you do this, you know, it might feel really good, and you might like it more than other people, and you might like it so much that it becomes a problem. And if you see that happening, you should talk about it. You it's just I mean? so funny because it's like, at what age does that make sense? At 14, does I that make pu- sense? puberty. But does it make... I don't mean does it make sense to say it. Oh. I mean, what age does it make sense? For me, it's like 26. I mean, at what age does it make sense for them to hear it? Well, it's funny because from our last episode, Laura was talking about it. At what sense... What age, what makes, what age does it make sense for them to sink in? Or what age should you say it? I think in terms of sinking in... It doesn't. That doesn't. That's gibberish until you're more mature. You know, I mean, to ask a fucking like adolescent to understand that it's like almost impossible. Exactly. Yeah. But for me, for me, uh, my parents never talked about drugs. Never once. Yeah. Um, in school, you heard about it, uh, but I didn't do drugs. Yeah. You know, by the time I did drugs, I was an adult. Yeah. And uh, and by the time I became a total heroin addict, I was a young adult. Hmm. And it was a choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, it's just bananas. I was told my uncle died of cancer until I started doing drugs. And they're like, oh, he actually oh, by the way, heroin. <laughs> yeah. He died of heroin? He died of AIDS as a result of heroin. I thought he was an alcoholic. No, I, I have one. My dad's one of 11. There's alcoholics, too. Wow, I, my I, namesake. I was named that. He lived with my. He was one of the first AIDS guys in, in the Boston area. Was he gay? He wasn't, and I think that was part of the reason why. Because there was such a an association with being gay. If you, I mean, if you had, if you got AIDS, ninety nine percent you were gay. So I think there was some family shame, maybe. So they uh, said he died of cancer instead. You know. By the way, I never got into an accident on the FDR drive. Yeah, well, we'll come back to that at some point. It'll sink in. You're just you you're having a peculiar mental blind spot right now. Um, One more question, Chris: Do you take medication to subdue your impulses, i.e., ADHD, and keep you from relapsing? Do you think that's being sober or harm reduction? This is from Amy Krikorian. She's the lawyer from Texas, maybe. Uh, the answer is no. I haven't taken. Medication, prescription psychotropic medication in eight years. And uh, I think that early on, medic, med, uh, med, medication-assisted treatment is super helpful for cravings and stuff. I'm a bigger proponent of things like Vivitrol or Naltrexone, the, the pill form Revia, Camperol, you know, other stuff, even like clonidine, something like that early on, and then um, suboxone sparingly and with an exit strategy. Well, what, what, hold on. You're so, you're so annoying. What? You should see it. I don't take anything. I can't. Some people can successfully Well, what use- would you say you're, you advocate most of all for, for somebody who, who's dealing with stuff? Vivitrol, if you're dealing with heroin, you should go get the Vivitrol shot. That's number one. That's what you you recommend? I would, number one, do that before going to a meeting, before doing anything. Yes. You would get the Vivitrol shot. Get the fucking Vivitrol shot first. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what about, 
because I don't know the chemistry of this. Um, overdosing with the Vivitrol shot. It's, you, I think you can, but it just you don't feel it. I and, think and Andrew he, did. He, I think Andrew. I don't over, think he got it, or I think it had worn off. He got it. Uh, it wears off in three weeks, and you get it once a month. Have you ever had the Vivitrol shot? Mm-hmm. So now you're saying that if you would to do it all over again and you were quitting heroin, the first thing you would do is get the Vivitrol shot. Everybody. I think everybody should do it. It's really hard to say that with what you know now. No, I, I, I just don't agree. That's fine. You don't have to agree. I just don't agree. That's fine. Why do you think that? Because what happens is people use fentanyl and die. And if they use fentanyl and they're on it, then there's a better chance that they won't die. Why? It's a blocker. But does it does it and protect you, you from it, the overdose? No, you can still overdose on it, but people are just less apt to even take it. On it's just simple like numbers, and it's like I I actually like I'm not a huge proponent of it. To where I think there's a lot of doctors that use research, and they say, oh look, Suboxone it saves lives, you know, Vivitrol it saves lives, and it does. the The bottom line isn't just saving lives though, because they look at charts and stuff. There's a quality of life component, and you're you're so wrapped up in the quality of life, you're missing the saving lives component. I'm, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm, my, my, what I'm really thinking, I don't. I it helps just, for cravings too. That's what you don't realize is it actually helps for cravings. I don't know that what my shot was when I got it. It was naloxone. Um, naloxone. Yours was naloxone's a really short term one. It was probably naltrexone. It was probably actually the Vivitrol shot when they were testing. Right. That. It was yeah. a thirty day yeah. thing. Yeah. It was Vivitrol. And I very, 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 very much uh, wasn't ready to stop using. Yeah. So every week I tested it. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I just. That's why I'm. I'm not saying that like. Just take the shot and that's it. I'm saying take the shot and go to a meeting later. Just take the shot. I'm not even saying, Chris, please tell them to go to meetings. That's not... I'm just saying, like... I don't know. Do you think it would have made a difference for Dave Marshall? If he what? If he got the shot. If he got a Vivitrol shot. I don't know. Do you think he could have? I thought he did get it. No, he didn't. He was going to. He never did. And Andrew who got it died anyway. But you don't know that. I know. It's like, you know, who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like, that's the thing. Well, and it's also then to play devil's advocate and to argue the opposite of really my support of these things is like the newest research is saying that people who have comorbidity, ADHD and a substance use disorder. So people who have what I have should be on stimulant medication. What's comorbidity? It's just, it's actually, it's like antiquated. It's just having two diagnoses. So it's having ADHD and substance use. Why comorbidity? That's, it's just the word they use when you have multiple things. They don't More even, you're not even supposed to use that anymore. So you just want to use it to sound impressive. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, but they're saying they should be. They say that using stimulants, such as Adderall or Ritalin or Vyvanse, is the new hot one, is actually a protective factor for their substance use disorder. Saying people are less likely to relapse. And I just know, and I talk about it all the time with my sponsor and other people, like. Just Adderall, any sort of stimulant that's just getting high. You know what I mean? Like, I take it. It profoundly affects me. It's doing a drug. It is not something that helps me stay sober. You know, it's quite the opposite. But that's really my point. But the, but the thing is, if that's really your point, I get it. And we're going to go on it. Is that I've seen, and I'm trying to be open-minded. Like, I think it's like you sparingly, very rarely. I've seen people, like, successfully use it. Which have the affliction, for sure. And I'm like, it's really weird to me to see it. You know what I mean? Listen, I am not. I'm not somebody who knows anything. I don't know like statistics. I don't know fucking 
uh, I just know my own psychology with it, which is the, I only Can't react. Do it. I only Can't react do it. with with my own personal thing, and also the craziest thing for me is like the only shit that ever even worked that I felt is controlled substances, is benzos, stimulants, all the other bullshit like Wellbutrin, Stratera, fucking SSRIs. I never even felt it. I feel nothing from it. If I stop doing it abruptly, I feel bad. But I never I felt, felt. I felt Wellbutrin. It made me. I told you my Wellbutrin story. It right? probably got you speedy because you're already anxious. Well, it was like I was with my daughter's mother, and she was pregnant, and I was you know chain smoking, and I and, and she's a therapist, yeah. and she was like, you really should go get. And I and I was yeah, smoking weed. Like, yeah, I was thing. smoking. I was smoking a lot of weed, and she was nervous because we were about to have a kid. Yeah. And she was like, "I want you to go to a psychiatrist and get some Wellbutrin." Yeah. And I said, "Okay. Yeah. I'll go get. I'll go get some Wellbutrin." Yeah. So I go to the. I go to the psychiatrist, and I don't think I'd ever actually been to a psychiatrist. I'd been to a psychologist before. Yeah. And I sit down, and he's some Asian guy in a nice office in Manhattan, and he starts asking me my drug history. And, like, for me, at that point, like, telling my drug history was, like, like minor league doping. I was like, yeah. and then I smoked weed, and yeah. then I started tripping, and yeah. then I did, and, and, like, to tell somebody, like, that wants to hear what drugs I did, I was yeah. like, this is great, yeah. you know? And then I was like, but, so here we are, and, you know, I, I've stopped doing opiates and benzos, and I still smoke weed every day, but uh, I really want to try an antidepressant, because I think that could really change my life in a positive way. And he goes... All right. Well, I really recommend Wellbutrin, and it should really help with the smoking. Yeah. And I said okay. And he goes, but one of the side effects is you feel a little edgy, yeah. and some people really like to be on a benzo when they take it. I said, well, I like. I, I, I said, idiot I said, doctor. I said, well, I, 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 that sounds interesting to me. And they said, well, if you had to pick a benzo, which, which one would you? What a fucking idiot! Because which one? How would old be, is he? He was like. My age, probably. This is twenty years ago, too. Right? This, no, this, this is, is like eight years, nine ago. years yeah. ago. And I said, I said, I really like Xanax, but I don't have much money. So if you could prescribe me the two milligram pills, I think that would be the most effective. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, okay, well, I'm going to give you sixty at a time, so you don't have to refill it. He gave you sixty two. He gave you sixty two. To a fucking addict that just self to an addict did dope. Yeah. What? And, and um and Linda and nuts. Linda got so angry. She called after she left me after yeah. the relapse, yeah. and, and she left me. She called him up and said that if she ever, if he ever prescribed me anything again, she would have him disbarred. Yeah. Um. And she like went to town, but like just the idea. Is it disbarred? Huh? <laughs> is it disbarred? Isn't that for an attorney? What is the term? That you lose your medical license. I don't know if that's disbarred. It's probably not. Maybe but, it is. I don't know. But I just remember thinking, because like, I rarely ever got a prescription for anything. Yeah. And here I am, disclosing my entire and drug history. Drives me nuts. And he gave me everything I wanted. Yeah. You know? And, Dude, I, I got and, and the Wellbutrin made me wait, so speedy yeah. that I was like, I don't want to take that at all. I just stopped taking it and I took the Xanax. <laughs> oh, my God. I got out of treatment, and I went and saw a doctor in California, and I told him I wanted to get on Trazodone for sleeping. Of the dome. And he said, Trazodone's really addictive. He's like, I'm going to give you something less addictive like Ambien. And it's totally wrong. Like, it's absolutely wrong. And same thing as you. I was like, oh, like, okay. Like, I think <laughs> this, this mess dosage would probably work well. I told him I was an addict. It's fucking crazy. All right, listen. This is not going to be necessarily dopey-dopey, 
But we didn't have any dopey dopey this dopey. We had Alana on. She talked about Peter Gation's son. But that wasn't dopey. We're it was talking just, about, I, just I went out in the kitchen and I went out in the living room and there was some guy there. What's, I didn't even know who he was. I just know who Michael Alec is. That was my story. You remember my story? I remember it. Huh? Yes. What was my story? You were in Brooklyn and you're private detective and there was some guy with you who thought you were nuts and they were paying you to do stuff and there was change machines. You don't know any <laughs> You're the worst. I got the gist, right? You, you might be the worst friend I've ever had. <laughs> I got the gist. All right. Well, I well, want... It was change machines at some point, right? No. Something to do with change. You, in the West Side Highway in an accident. <laughs> Your soul is ugly. You have an ugly soul. All right. We have, um, you know, it's funny because most people, they say, oh, what a nice heart. They don't know you. We got to play some voice memos, too. Well, I was, we're going to call our new member of the Team Dopey yeah. and put her on. Melanie. Multiple people or just one? Well, it looks like Tim, as usual, is way M- behind Melanie. Is MIA? Yeah. All right. Give her a call. I'll let you do the heavy lifting here. That's too bad. What are you doing? Are you checking Instagram? Yeah, I'm checking her comments. All right. Here, you talk to her. You gotta hold the phone down, like right there. She likes you more than right me. Right there. Hold her right there. She doesn't like me. I offend her. Oh, yeah. Hello? Hello, Melanie. Hello. Welcome to Dopey. Thank you. What's up? So. Hey, Melanie. It's Chris. Hi. Hi, Chris. Good to talk to you. What's going on? Nothing really. I'm going to a drag show soon. A what? Drag show? A drag show, yes. Nice. Will you be in drag? I will not. Oh. Yeah. I'm not I'm not ready for that kind of commitment yet. Melanie on Twitter said tonight <laughs> is going to be a very big night because she's going to go out. I and, did. And now it's fucking like 11, 20 the and you're not out. kids, they go out late. No, well, okay. This is the thing. At my school, there's happy hour and it's a huge thing. So I went there and then I came back to uh, my boyfriend's house and that my, my candle light started flickering. Like I was not really going to go out, but my friends are going to make me probably. Because you got FOMO, <laughs> huh? It's, you know, it's that, but it's also, I won't hear the end of it. Yeah. Hey, Melanie, when you talk to people, do you say FOMO and YOLO and shit like that? Do you say that stuff? You're kind of like eight years behind, I think, Dave, with that. So what do you say? way behind, Dave. (laughs) What do you mean? Are you asking me what the cool lingo is? No, 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 no. I'm saying if you're afraid of missing out on something, do you say, oh, I'm totally FOMO about that? No, it's your, that's, that's, not, eight years that's ago. not something people say, but it's definitely like the right definition. Right, but Chris was saying that he thinks his dog suffers from FOMO. Why? Because he's a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> that's so sad to think about. Now I'm thinking about my dog. Do you think your dog has terrible FOMO, or is he more of a YOLO kind of dog? My dog is. She's 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 a little. Uh, she's not the brightest bulb in the. In the box, so probably YOLO because she just doesn't think of anything else. She's a fucking dog. What dog is smart? Um, but you just know how some dogs are smart. My dog is just not smart. Yeah, there actually are dogs that have intellectual disabilities that have yep. low IQs, <laughs> severe yeah. mental illness, and dogs. It's really sad. Illness, they prescribe uh, SSRIs to dogs all the time. Yeah, they do actually. Yeah. Right now, Chris is playing catch with a piece of dust by himself as he's talking about <laughs> smart and dumb dogs. It's, yeah. it's like That's so sad. It, the whole thing—it just—it rocks my whole world. 
Um, a piece of dust. Yeah, it's a piece of lint from his sweater. He's watching it float down like a snowflake. <laughs> then he's catching it and re-releasing it again with all the wonder of a small you know, boy. Some, some people don't need a lot. You know, Chris doesn't need a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing. It is. It's a good thing. It's, it is. It's totally a good thing. Now, Melanie, you yes. are the, the... She's the, the newest intern. And yes. uh, how, did you, how did you stumble onto our little program? Well, um, I was always really interested in learning about drugs. Like, ever since I was pretty young, like 14, I was watching documentaries about it. Um, like, I would watch these really horrifying, like, crystal meth documentaries at 14 years old, and I was like, that's that's interesting. I'm watching people, like, pick their face out. But anyway, and then I, um, I read up on Arrowhead a lot. Mm. As weird as it sounds, those are like my bedtime stories. Like, I'll, like, read those if I can't go to sleep. <laughs> Um, but you yeah, have no then, interest in doing drugs. You're just interest, interested in drugs. But it's not like you're doing research for later use. No, I mean, on, on certain things that aren't as terrifying, yes, I've, I've obviously researched before I've done them because that's the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I eventually got into podcasts because of some classes I was taking in college. And, like, I literally typed in on Podbean drugs and you guys came up. <laughs> Nice. And then she followed us on Twitter, and she yeah. said she was getting an internship, and yeah. I said, maybe you should intern for us. Yeah, and it's funny, because you guys, you, you tweeted that to me, and then didn't say anything to me for like a week, and I was like, should I do something? <laughs> so I sent you an email. Yes. Um, I thought you were curving me, but it's fine. What is that, curbing? Curving means like, uh, it's like when you leave someone on red, you know? On what? On E. What? <laughs> what? You're too old, Dave. Oh my goodness. What does it mean? It's lost. You're so old. What does it mean? It's like when it's like if someone reads your text, like you know, you can tell when someone's reading your text. No. <laughs> How can you tell? <laughs> How can you <laughs> tell? If they have the red notifications like it says on. Red at a certain time, and then like if they read your text and they don't answer, it's like ooh. Uh, you're getting curved, bro. You're on E. You're curved. You're in the red. You're on E. What does that mean, E? I've never heard that before. It's like, well, addicts say that. They say I'm running on E. It's like on empty. Like, basically, you've been, like, turning and burning, ripping and running, going hard <laughs> on the street, and you're just beat down. you got no money. You're sick. You're on E. What does that have to you're, do with your, your text your car, being red? Your car's about to break so down. Like, you got nothing left. Listen, I understand the idea of running on empty. What does that have to do with your text being red? I don't know. You're a fucking idiot. Now... Things got deep real quick. <laughs> Melanie understands uh, what it is to be a public relations intern for a podcast like Dopey, and she's making shit happen. Yeah. Thank you. What happened? I kind of what- named myself. I was like, PR intern. <laughs> I would have picked something much better. I like would have been what? like, I don't know, director of clinical relations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I like, looked up on the internet. I was like, what should I, what is like public relations? What's like an appropriate term and so i just kind of added intern to the end of it and i was like this is good what do you think about our organization world class the organization of dopey yeah. in terms of our administration Are you to the uh, well, of dopey? melanie tell the story of how chris fucked your shit up <laughs> he didn't fuck my shit up he just <laughs> tell the story melanie come on okay so so i was writing a sample pitch for dave and chris to be sending to like different um, publication so that they can get an idea of like what I'd be writing and sending and um, so it was kind of just like a generic model I had for it um, 
not to send everyone the same one. And so I got an email forwarded from the Dopey email to me, and it was Chris talking to, um, what was the publication? I don't remember. It was, it was Radiotopia. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, it was Radiotopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think Chris said something like, Melanie's, uh, no, one of our listeners has written a, a pitch for, for writing to, to publishers or something. Like, just something that kind of, like, outed that it was a generic thing. It was, not only that, it, it, it diminishes you. It, it's like, it's like hey, I, one of our listeners wrote a pitch. Maybe we'll send it to your stupid ass. I probably sent that while I was peeing with one hand at a urinal in my school, and I That's wasn't thinking. Right. That makes it I better? Wasn't thinking. I, and what does running thinking. on empty in a red email mean? It makes no sense. You make me on Dave's old. That doesn't make you any it sense. Was? It was a cross connection. When you said red, I was thinking R E D. Me too. Like on red. That's what I was thinking. thinking. Red is close to empty. Right. And that was where it came Ma- from. But it, it made no it sense. Was, How is red close to empty? What do you mean? Because, like, it's a Yes. See, that, I'm, Chris is not a spring chicken himself. <laughs> it means that when your car is running out of gas, it's in the red, meaning empty. And when she said, you're on red, that's what I thought she was saying too, but then I don't see how empty and your text being red makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, regardless, anyway, Chris is a fucking idiot and he fucking <laughs> writes to Radiotopia, yeah, and this is the voice he used when he wrote it. He wrote, yeah, I think one of our listeners wrote a pitch <laughs> and uh, she's going to send it to you. <laughs> and, and Melanie is this like, plucky... Control. I was like, ah... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Melanie. I don't think things through always. No, it's okay. I didn't feel I didn't feel diminished whatsoever. Well, Dave's certainly painting me with a bad brush. Bad brush. I'm <laughs> using my bad brush. A bad card. Yeah, it's okay. I I appreciate your your care, Dave. Oh, dude, I'm 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 shepherding you through this program like a serious professional. Absolutely. I'm on top of it. Fucking. Yeah, Melanie, I'm really I'm trying to like find time for it too because I have like a really like fucking time-consuming internship, and I'm just like, I really want to stay with this, though. Melanie, our dream is we make some money someday, and then we can pay someone. That's what I told her. Yeah. I know, and, I, like, you, you said that to me, and I was thinking to myself, like, that's that's awesome, but, like, a lot of things that I learned about in um, my freelancing classes were, like, oh, you know, it might be a passion project at first, like, you can't really expect um, money at first, and, like, I would have never expected that, so. Well, this is two years later, and it's still a passion project for Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Melanie, we have a big ad right now, and we have a fucking Canadian model doing our art. We have you, She's and then beautiful. we have then we have Tim in a second. Tim Tim just buzzed in; he wants to come on. But um, the thing about Melanie is she is tenacious, and uh, and we and her have a deal where basically uh-huh. every day she's going to do something, uh-huh. and, and that's it. And then she tells me what she does, and then I say, "Good yeah. job, right?" Cool. Yeah, absolutely, and like. You know, it's it's a lot about a waiting game, and it's also about, like, being annoying and persistent. Like, sometimes you just gotta, like, resend an email just because it goes to the bottom of an editor's uh, pile. Hmm. So you're like, am I being annoying, or am I doing the right thing here, but... Well, Melanie, we are an amazing addition to Team Dopey, and we're grateful to have you aboard. Thank you. I'm so happy, and, um, yeah, I'm glad to, I'm glad to be on, and I'm sorry about... Um, that guy that passed away, I'm forgetting his name now. Andrew. Andrew, Andrew yeah. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Mel. Yeah. Anyone call you Mel? Yeah, they all call her Mel. Thanks, Mel. Yeah, everyone calls me Mel. <laughs> Mel. Mel, you ever do drugs or no? I have 
have dabbled, absolutely. You know, I go to SUNY New Paltz, and that's like a very like hippie-ish school where everything's rampant. Um, I've never, I've never done anything terribly dangerous, hmm. but yeah, you know, it's, I, I had like a very normal college experience. I think looking back. Hey Mel, you can listen to the episode with Karen. She's a, a New Paltz grad. Oh really? Yes, episode thirty. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so excited. Look at that. There you go. All right, Mel. So, um, right. have fun at your drag party. Yeah, next Thank time you, you got to go and drag, sit and then take a picture and we'll put it on Instagram. Wait, what you say? Yeah, you and drag, we'll put it on Instagram, we'll next dopey time. up the eyes, and that'll be that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I can take it. I'll see if I can. I'm like in, it's a slumber party theme, so I'm like in like a get up, so I can like try and take a picture with the other. Queen, someone that's like eight feet taller than me. Do that, and we'll release it uh, when we release the show. Absolutely. All right, Mel. Thank you. All right, tell Tim I said hi. Okay. All righty. Cool. Good night, guys. Thanks, Mel. Bye. Bye. All right. I'm going to put Tim on. Is, well, why don't I call him next time or something? Next one. Because he said he's ready now. Let's just do it fast. Let's All just right. do, do it fast. We're at an hour and six. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think this through. You never think anything through. Oh, God, we have so much content. We have, like, dopey emails to read and shit. Dopey voice memos. You know how many things I got in here we haven't gotten to? Listen, I'm grateful for the free work that our interns do. Oh, there's another great fucking thing on here. A great one. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Tim. How are you? How you doing? As usual, Melanie got the jump on you. And, uh... (laughs) And she is done and out, and now you have to get the, uh, the, the what's the word? The what? The scrapes. The scrappies. The scrap The, scra- <laughs> the intern scraps. But Tim is our advertising intern, and he got a nibble today. Did you hear about this, Chris? I saw that from Sober App or something. And you know who advertises with Sober App? Who? Our boy Shane Raymer. Oh. On every That Sober Guy, he starts with the Sober App. Tim, how you doing, brother? Doing good, Chris. How are you? Good I'm you. good. How's your sister doing, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, she's doing better. Yeah, she's doing, uh, I mean, more progress than we've seen in a long time. So, you know, one, one foot in front of the other. Wonderful. It's well, good to hear. And that's yeah, how, is that how you got into Dopey? Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of got into, yeah, I guess so, to be honest. Um, I was interested in kind of becoming, uh, I mean, to not to be cliche, but to become like a better brother, I guess. So, uh, I don't know, I got into Dopey that way, and contacted Chris with some advice on, uh, I don't know, back in the day, I guess, uh, back in the summer. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of my introduction. How did Chris advise you? Did he say you should shoot your sister up with the Vivitrol <laughs> shot? Because that's Chris's <laughs> new go-to. <laughs> I'm trying, I think the question I was more directed toward was more about um, codependency. And I think he said it was more just like a case-by-case scenario, which is, you know, the hard truth. <laughs> but and I, was, I guess I was more just looking for like a... A hard answer, which there never is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. but no, that was, uh, that's, yeah, I guess that was my introduction. How are you enjoying being a intern of the amazing podcast Dopey? Hey, Tim, I'm sorry. Dave's probably telling you to do shit. You probably don't even want to do it. Like, I'm sorry. Why does he have to be an intern, I'm then? I'm sorry you have to communicate with Dave. Like, I just, Why don't you t- you want to take over supervision of the interns? Hey, I, I would be horrible at it. Yeah, because nothing would happen. <laughs> nothing would happen. And instead, I'm motivate. Tim, do I not motivate you on a weekly basis? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. The motivation is key. I'm a master motivator. <laughs> Steve, Tim was going to throw in the towel, and I said, nope. I'm going to keep you motivated. Right? Remember, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell Chris about that. Out the door. Tell Chris. Come on. Tell him what happened. <laughs> I thought you were kicking me out the door. She, he thought I was going to fire him. But what did I say? I said, nope, you can do this, Tim. You got it. I of the tiger. I, I, came in, I came in hot on the job with the flu the first week. Ugh. Look at that. Fucking Tim. Punching the clock and he's just on death door. Let me tell you a little bit about Tim. Yeah. Me and Tim are on the phone and he's saying that he wants to make money for Dopey, which I'm like, great. Yeah. I would love it if you made money for Dopey. He goes, I'm also noticing you kind of suck at Twitter, Dave, he says. I didn't say that. Oh, Tim, oh. hold on. I'm telling you a story. <laughs> he, says, he says, Dave, you kind of suck at Twitter, and I think I might be able to do a better job. And I said, terrific. I said, I do kind of suck. You're right. Why don't you write me some tweets? And a day goes by, and I'm thinking the good stuff is about to start coming any day now. And two days go by, and I'm like, all right, Tim. Well, where's, where's and then the third day I go is Tim. I'm dying on Twitter. Where's the tweets? And he writes back. He writes back. My stuff doesn't sound as good as I thought it did. <laughs> yeah, well, you write it out and you can read it over, and you're like, oh, you're not firing at the hip like I normally would, you know? Dude, I'm sure your stuff would be better than mine. My stuff is garbage. <laughs> garbage Twitter. He's got to get in the hang of it. It's been getting better by the day. You've been seeing those stats go up. I saw that. Yeah, I think I'm up to seven <laughs> likes now instead of one. You know, you're, you're buzzing. Instead of me liking myself from the other Twitter account, I've got six other people. That's my secret to Twitter. You have two Twitters? That's my secret to Twitter. Why don't we just create like a hundred Twitters? Now you're on to something. So, Tim, what's your favorite part of of, of interning for Dopey? Uh, You know, it's got to be the nibbles, I guess, right now. Hopefully the best part will be actually landing uh, an advertiser. No, we're still uh, waiting for the, you know, the big one, but... Uh, so far, I guess it's just been uh, the nibbles. we got to get the progress, the actual progress, though. Once that comes, I think that'll be the best part. Yes. Once, have you- once the big bucks start rolling in. No doubt. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Have you contacted Vivitrol? <laughs> so, without going into too much detail, uh, my, my dad is kind of active in the uh, recovery community. Yeah. He has some uh, contacts with the, um, I, don't know, I guess, the Vivitrol and our, and our can distributors, so... We've been working on that because he kind of has to go a little bit behind the scenes to get that, that Nice. Stuff. So uh, we're going to try and get some contact information early next week and then we reach out to them. Ka-ching. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Hey, we do it for free anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, right. yeah, Chris is like a major... Uh, Proponent of Vivitrol. A major Vivitrolian. Yeah. And, uh, and I think Vivitrol should know that Vivitrol Chris is on Dopey and uh, it could be like a real thing. Yeah. Not that I'm against I'm Vivitrol. Vivitrol. Edit this and uh, send it over to them. Let them know we're, we're uh, speaking the gospel. I think I might have said some disparaging things about Chris and Vivitrol earlier, though. Yeah, you might have. We'll block those out. Dave's ignorant. It's okay. <laughs> I don't think it's ignorant. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think some people are ignorant and some people are just stupid. Yeah. Um, but Tim, I just want to say thank you, and you're doing a fucking phenomenal job. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure so far. Hopefully, we uh, can actually get some actual money rolling in. I, but, force, uh, I appreciate the opportunity. I foresee you leading a team of interns one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would be an intern anymore then. He'd be leading yeah, the team of interns. Bad. I'm saying he yeah. would be leading a yeah. team of interns. That's yeah, what I see. So, well, so big to be actually employees, I that. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You could be the CFO one day. Mm. Be a beautiful day. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. But thank you, Tim. We really appreciate everything you do. 
Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Right on. All right, we're gone. We'll talk to you soon, and thanks right. again. I right, see you guys. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. That, that's right. Stay strong. Say goodbye, Peace. Chris. Later, Tim. Peace, Chris. Later. Peace. And I just want to say before we do anything else, I, I think Vivitrol is great. I just I worry about people that think it's going to save them. You know, when it's not nothing's going to save them. Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna close with a, a voice um, memo. Okay, okay? great. Uh, you ready? New story. This is from Tim from Philly. He spits fire. Oh, we should save it to lead the episode. No, we got a bunch of good ones. Oh, this is ten minutes. Fellas, what's going on? Should we just close? Wait, should we? We'll uh, close with this. We'll close it after this is over. We are done. But then we don't get to comment on it. You want to listen and comment? You want to play a short one? Let's do a shorty. We can lead the next one with that. We'll lead the next one with Tim, because Tim has great ones, and then we'll end. There's a, there's a lot of fucking really, really good shit that's buried in here. This episode was an old-school kind of dopey, by the way. What does that mean? It's just one of those old-school dopeys. What are you talking about? Why, because we're all over the place? Yeah. Old-school dopey, for me, is uh, just a dopey relaxo story. You ready? What's up, Chris and Dave? And what's up, Dopey Nation? This is Chris from Austin. And I am five months clean now. I've sent in a couple of voice memos about tripping and hallucinogens and research chemicals and stuff. And uh, I've been uh, going back through listening to all the Dopey episodes from the very beginning. And I, for me myself, I happen to like it so much better now that I'm clean. It's just great. Cracks me up all the time. Dave, you crack me up a lot. You're a funny motherfucker. And so, um, I was going to send y'all a voicemail memo about, uh, hit you with some straight dopey about breaking into a, a medicine cabinet and rehab and stealing all kinds of pills and shit. But I'll save that one for another one because I just heard the guy from Philly, uh, talking about blacking out on Xanax. And I wanted to tell you a funny Xanax story. I'm a straight up heroin addict and garbage head but one thing I really never got into was benzos they don't do very much for me I don't really care that much for them fucking cop damn cop just drove by I had to put the phone away from my face because I'm driving anyways um, so the one time I did take Xanax was, was actually the first time I took it I was in high school and I took two bars and I drank a 24-ounce beer with them. And this is in South Texas, down in Corpus Christi. And it was the middle of the summertime. And, of course, I don't remember shit. But the funny thing is, is that I remember waking up the very next day. And I had a little pickup truck at the time. And I woke up the next day in my yard with my jacket on and it was the middle of summer you don't even need a jacket in the winter down here but anyways I had my jacket on and every pocket was packed full of beef jerky from the store I guess and my truck was had a full tank of gas and had no money the day before had a full tank of gas a children's bicycle a set of golf clubs and a bunch of other random shit like a mattress and you know just crap that I don't know where the hell it came from. So I'm like, what the fuck happened here? What did I do last night? I guess Xanax makes some people want to go steal. But, uh, yeah, I thought you guys might get a kick out of that one. It's pretty funny. 
other than that, I don't really mess with Xanax. It doesn't really hit my reward center like the dope does. So, I love the podcast. Love what y'all are doing. I hope this makes it on. But if not, that's cool. Hope y'all get to hear it at least, though. And um, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. Toodles. That was a good little short and sweet one. A little Xanax blackout. I love that Austin uh, stronghold. Austin draw. Well, I just that's two voicemails from Austin in Austin. two episodes. <laughs> Nels Bells is from Austin. Yeah, Nels Bells. Remember when Nels and I had a thing? Yeah, <laughs> I do. That was great. You should. I I I, I regret. I'm sure you don't. You're supposed to come stay with me. I regret. I regret that not happening. Um, that would have been great. Uh, were, you, were you prone? No. At the time, I was anti, but I should have been like, this is dumb. Uh, I feel uh, that was cool. I love to hear uh, voicemails, even though I don't, you know, uh, but I do. But we have so... I'm sorry we haven't gotten around. We, I literally have so many th- fucking... Th- and you know what? I'm going to read a fucking email real quickly, because we got to just... Um, Let's do a review, too. And we'll do... Yeah, we'll do the email real quickly, and then we're going to wrap it up here for you guys. Um, this one's pretty crazy, this email. So this story is from Megan. And Megan writes, it's What's crazy, up, guys? Crazy story. My name is Megan P. I have about a month clean and sober. Woo! <laughs> I've been in and out of treatment centers, jails, and mental hospitals for 10 years. But now I think I've finally surrendered to the new way of life AA has to offer me. I've just started listening to your podcast, and I've listened to a ton of them, and I love you guys. The podcast has literally helped me through this month. Anyway, I have a fucking story for you guys. It is a drinking story from my teenage years when my addiction was fun, in quotes. The last couple years aren't as funny. They have just been tragic times filled with meth psychosis and doing heroin in halfway houses. Okay, anyways, this story. Alright, so I was 16-ish and I had dropped out of high school to party. My days consisted of eating Adderall by the handful, eating Xanax, and getting shit-faced drunk. Well, one night, I was just fucked up as usual. I was crushing my Adderall and Xanax and putting it into shots of liquor. I thought it was just so cool and such a, and so badass. I was dating this guy at the time, and I was like, okay, let's have sex. So we went into this little half bathroom and decided to, you know, have sex. Well, at some point, I had this idea, and this is a little extra. You guys might not want to read this on the air, but here we go. I was performing oral sex on this guy, and I, for some reason, Hold thought... Hold on really quick. Why would we not want to I read know. this story? Yeah, it's, it's the, the best, best part. I was performing. You can't even leave it out of the story. It is the story. But it's the be- It's like the best story we could yeah. ever read. I was performing oral sex on this guy, and I, for some reason, thought it would be a good idea to put his balls in my mouth. And when I say his balls, I mean with his dick. So Crazy. basically, I had this poor guy's entire junk in my mouth, and then my jaw snapped and locked into place. It was a disaster. He had to call for help to get my mouth unhinged and get his junk safely out. Yeah, so I don't know what I was thinking, but it was bad. So fast forward to the next morning. I can't open my mouth, and my whole face was black and blue for days. I have never been so ashamed. I cried for days, and since that day, even now, over ten years later, I'm still known as that sad girl who put balls in her mouth. I didn't tell people the story for years because I was humiliated, but now I like to tell it as soon as someone brings up war stories. I don't know. It's just healing to tell people about the worst parts of yourself, which is why I think I like y'all so much. I have many more stories. I may send y'all another email. I may send another email telling you some more of my pure insanity sometime. But for now, that's all. I know this is long, and I'm sorry about that. 
Thanks for what you do. It helps me on a daily basis. Megan P. I love that. Thank you, Megan. I want to do, since since we're not going to do another one tonight, it's 1130, you're going to go home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say a couple things. Uh, first thing that we used to say, I used to say it all the time, but like the reason that Dopey is, I don't know, one of the things that's the most powerful thing about Dopey to me, it's like we live these secret lives. Yeah. And, uh, and, and a lot of the people that listen live these secret lives. And, like, you're on a, a commuter train with thousands of people, and you know one of them is living that secret life. And you, yeah. you, know, you don't know who it is. Yeah. It could be anybody. Living it or had lived it. You know, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, we share that. You know, we all share that. Yeah. You know, like, I remember, like, being in a, a bad situation or, like, being in, like, a live birthing class, you know, with my daughter's mother yeah. and having dope and pills in my little pocket in the jeans and like nobody could have possibly imagined that you know it's yeah. just like or like wherever you go yeah you know what i mean like and it's like we share these stories and and now we're on the other side of the affliction and it's just uh i think it's very magical yeah you know and special it's surreal cathartic and then i want to um so thank you for the voicemail I love also, nobody's ever put my dick and balls into their mouth at once at the yeah. same time. Have, have you ever had that? I had a girl that uh, she could give head and lick my balls. She wow. Put the dick what in happened her to her? Throat. That was Debbie. I ran away, the one I ran away from treatment with. The older lady. Uh, she, no, that was, the older lady was, was uh, Melissa, the name tattooed on my leg. Debbie, I hooked up with in treatment, and then we escaped together, and they chased us, and we went to the Ritz, and then I got picked up and went to jail. It's a special lady right I'm there. friends with her on Facebook. Nice. Yeah. Um, but nobody did that. I, I never had my balls and my dick, and, you know, I never had that at the same time. So that's impressive. I don't think I've ever even seen that. I've watched a lot of porn. Yeah, I've never day. seen that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe the guy's very small. Yeah, that doesn't seem possible. Or maybe his balls are tiny. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But then the other thing that's really crazy, and I don't think I've ever seen anybody's jaw lock up. So that's two things. I can see how that could happen. My jaw snaps. Like, see it? Yeah, but it doesn't lock. No, I feel like if I really pushed it, it would, something would happen. It would like unhinge or something. And I want to thank uh, Megan for the email. I want to thank the interns. And was it Chris? I want to thank Tim and I want to thank Melanie. Mel. What was the voicemail from? Chris was the second one. From Chris and... Um, the first one was uh, um, Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy Crook. Jeremy. Fucking art director Alana. Tim and fucking Mel. The team Dopey is growing. There you go. And drop us a review and like us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter and follow us on Facebook and follow us on Reddit and all that stuff. If you guys want to be... And if we haven't read your thing or played your voice memo, email us and remind us because we have... We're really backlogged with some long ones that are fucking great. We got some real fire old school hardcore dopey voice memos coming up that we just haven't fucking got around to you know and like we really just need to do a couple episodes where we just read emails and play voice memos because you guys have sent us some real fucking gold with some solid stories and some recovery too and we love to hear from you and we love to hear and if you guys want to be sorry if we haven't responded and we always get what happens okay guys dopey nation what happens is you send us an email if there's a voice memo I don't usually listen to it right away I get to that voice memo like once every few weeks if you send us an email, we always read it. 
We always we read all the voice all the emails we get. But I read it like in class or like sometimes when I'm driving, like I try to read it. Or I read it while I'm waiting tables. Yeah, and so we don't respond and then we're just so ADD we don't go back and usually we go back like once a week. So if we haven't responded, it's just our bad, but we definitely read it. We read everything we get. Oh, there's more I want to do. There's a bunch more, real quick. No, I, I gotta go. We gotta go. It's it's way earlier than you thought it was gonna be. We're fine. I just want to say this: dopey review of the week. I remember. Yeah, oh yeah, you gotta read. That. It was about a month ago where yeah. Magic Dragon, the Magic put me Dragon, down. Yeah, <laughs> she put Magic me down. Magic Dragon changed her review. She exon- she exonerated. I'd read it. Magic Dragon says, "Stick with it." I highly recommend that you listen to the newest episodes first, and if you want to go back, and then if you want to go back. I made a mistake and started with episode one, and in my early stages of sobriety, I was impatient and very irritable, just like you right now. Um, I ripped off a bad review, which Dave read on episode 114, I believe. I'm Magic Dragon 38 and I'm glad I didn't unsubscribe. She said she was unsubscribing, I think, in that yeah. review. The podcast had made me laugh out loud in public places and got me through some bad times. I hang on the edge of my seat during story times, and I overreacted to Dave's uh, intrusive behavior. <laughs> intrusive behavior. <laughs> um, you are intrusive. I know. I'm sorry. It gets so much better as they get better, and trust me, no one is ever hot out of the box with anything when you're first starting out. I listen every day. Love it. Both Dave and Chris are great, so don't give up if you start from the beginning. And I think that's a great review, and I think it's fair. I that's think some new cool drive. What? Hot out the box. Hot out the box. I'm going to add that to my repertoire. Strong as the ox. Fresh out the box. The crowds <laughs> don't lie. They're coming in flocks. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Um, Did you just come up with that? No, it's the Beastie Boys. Oh. Um, but the point is that it's true. I, I, I am very intrusive, and, and I, under, I, I never really yeah, considered that. Yeah, sorry if the first ten episodes were garbage. They're not garbage. I just like to interrupt your stories. This was fabulous, Dopey Nation. I got bad news for you. What? Uh, what's her face? Mel was talking about Andrew, who died. Yeah. And when Andrew died, I wanted to play a song that reminded me of him, and I never did. And it's, you know, it'll be five minutes, I'm going to play it. Okay. Okay, it's a Neil Young song, it reminds me of Andrew. It's called, uh, I'll just play it. Okay, it goes. It goes, well, I, I dream, I dream I saw the knights in armor come and say something about a queen.
burst through the sky There was a band playing in my head And I felt like getting high I was thinking about what a friend had said I was hoping it was a lie Thinking about what a friend had said I was hoping it was a lie Well I dreamed I saw the silver spaceship coming In the yellow haze of the sun There were children crying And colors flying all around the chosen It's a sad fucking song. And Andrew's dead and God bless him. God bless him. Um, But he says, that was, uh, I dreamed I saw the silver spaceships flying in the yellow haze of the sun. Reminds me of your science fiction uh, stuff. Flying Mother Nature's silver speed to the new home in the sun. Doesn't speak to you? Yeah, I liked it. Good. All right, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Write a review. Sorry the guitar's out of tune. Toodles. Wait, are we playing something different at the end of this? No, that was the last episode. We did the last episode. Yeah. Alright, toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I wanna take a ride up in the sky Watch this airplane just pass me by And I wanna see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive So good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And my shadows get smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. Shadows getting smaller and smaller. And it's time to where I stand. Busted city far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds. Because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad. 
bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And these suckers make me mad. And I wanna call my dad. And it's all I ever had. 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 Suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had. And I want to call my dad, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had.